This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Hello and welcome to the Boundary Park Alert System. Nice of you to join us, Andy. Finally. I mean, that's a bit cheeky, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> last, no, week, last week it was the Chemical Brothers. This week it was a, a, a reunion of an old club night that I used to go to uh, back in the day, the 28th anniversary. <laughs> so that's how old I am. Um, and it was cracking night. Brilliant, brilliant night. But it was a late one and I needed a little bit of bit of wiggle room this afternoon just to get myself back into you know full fettle so uh thank you for your patience gentlemen how are you andy uh yeah i'm all right you know uh, it's, it's it's felt like a bit of a bit of a non-event this weekend hasn't it really like uh yeah i listen i listened to the game it sounded pretty pretty turgid really and we weren't really in it and and you're out of the cup and it's, yeah. It just—I I was kind of emotionless a little bit, if I'm honest. Well, shall we? Uh, in, do you want to introduce the guest because like, our guest was there yesterday. The the privilege of of being there in the person. Now, he's coming back for his second appearance, right? And on his first appearance was last season when we were getting the guests to fill out their answers to the three questions, the intro questions. I remember reading them and thinking. Yeah, these these answers are decent. This will be a good one to introduce. And then, for some unknown reason, I, I couldn't tell you now. I didn't appear on that that episode. It was down to you and Dave to do it. And right. Because you're, because you're both a, a, a pair of hopeless buggers, you didn't yeah. go to to the folder that I'd got the answers in and read them out. Uh, okay. So well, it's your I, job. I, so we just left it to, for this time, Andy. Well, for this time, yeah. But I, mean, I, I've since forgotten what the answers to the questions were, so I can't remember them. <laughs> I remember so I've built it up now that if he, this could be a monumental failure, or um, we, we leave it to our guest to, to add some creative license. But I'm going to fire the questions at him. So, when was your first game? Uh, well, my first game uh, was, uh, uh, I think it was about, about 1982 season, 83 or something like that. I vaguely remember it. We played Sunderland, I think. Um, and, and I vaguely remember Mick Quinn scoring a penalty. Um, I think it was a two-all draw or something like that. But very sketchy memories of that. Yeah. So when's the first time you, you distinctly remember going then? Um, I think the the, the the games I remember properly going is uh, 86, 87, so um, the playoff season uh, on the plastic. Uh, I remember a few couple of Friday night games. I think we played Reading or something like that, won about 4-2 or 4-0. Uh, Shrewsbury, I remember, about the same time. Big, handsome home wins. Got the, got the bug from that, I think. And then through the late 80s. That's when uh, I just I just mithered all the time. I used to live in Burnley back then, so my dad used to have me every two weeks, um, and uh, so he used to come over and ho- pray that Oldham were at home because he'd take me. But it was a bit of a closet city fan as well, so I used to end up having to get dragged to uh, Main Road a few times as well in that era. But um, yeah, that, my love was Oldham definitely. Well, that, uh, funnily enough, that that Shrewsbury Hanson three nil home win mm. in eighty six eighty seven was my first game. Was it really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was my, that was my very first game, um, and, and, and I got the bug from that. So yeah, same yeah. similar sort of era. I suspect, we're sim- I, I suspect we're similar ages, aren't we, Andy? I think. I think well, similar, I'm, similar. <laughs> I'm pushing. I'm not far off fifty now, mate. I'm yeah, three years yeah, off yeah. fifty. Yeah, um, so, so same you, really. <laughs> yeah, there we go then. So, yeah. um, what? Uh, what? Who's your first favourite player? 
Um, first favourite player um, from memory. I mean, I, I, I had I used to love Tony Henry, you know, and I, I, you, when you were that small and stuff, you just went off at pictures in a weird way, didn't you? Oh, he looks good, you know what I mean? Off a picture and a program, <laughs> and then and then and then after watching him a bit, I think when you actually appreciate the silky skills and whatnot, it was. Um, and it was Andy Ritchie always for me. He's just just had everything. He had everything. He, he two feet had every ability in the book it was just it was just rolls royce of a player um you know i mean i know i know young fans really sort of well they'll probably tutting and rolling their eyes at someone our age you know waxy lyrical about you know the likes of andy Ritchie and stuff but i mean yeah it was the best player we've ever had in my book so he's, yeah it was, he's magic jb that's it for a good reason yeah. uh he did magic things yeah and uh yeah i mean he's a massive part of uh any success we had really wasn't he i think he was yeah he, he's probably our most gifted player so i think this is the question that i, I remember being being the interesting one but we'll find out what's your favorite latics related memory <laughs> <laughs> well favorite memory right was uh i, I think well it, it was 89 90 season so so we're talking you know, uh, big cup run, stuff like that. Um, and um, my dad had started to take me to a few, like, long away games. I think that season I went, I, I, had, I could choose between Watford and West Ham away because they were back-to-back -back in December. And I chose Watford and we got hammered 3-0. And then we won 2-0 at West Ham, which I didn't go to, which was really annoying. But then then if, a month later, we played Southampton, obviously, in that replay. Um, and I uh, I convinced my dad to, let, to, to sort of, sort of whittle me out of school you know uh like with a with a with a dodgy stomachache or something like that and all my mates in the class were latics fans it was there were loads of us in that class and I, I could remember going out with like the peter kvs on my cheek as i was getting brought out of the class you know, <laughs> in, in middle of a geography or something mid-morning and we jumped on the uh the, the old athletic official rattler down to uh down to southampton which was uh yeah, it was it was like the all afternoon job, going about twenty mile an hour all the way, you know, stuff like that. Loads of virgin people uh, sat around, like just no kids on it. It was just like me, you know, and all these grown men playing cards and having a laugh and stuff. And it was just it was just brilliant, you know what I mean? It was like it was like you know, oh, fantastic. And then the the whole thing, the whole game itself. I mean, I, we actually got in early because Lowe's got locked out that day, so we we got in like two hours before kickoff. And I got plugged on a wall, like next to a steward, like right above that little terrace where everyone's packed in, like you know, sardines. And I just saw everything. It were like, and it had, it had, it were a tinderbox. It had like, you know, just every little tackle. It was just going off left, right, and centre. And it was just brilliant, you know what I mean? And yeah, getting back at four in the morning and stuff like that. You know, it was like, uh, yeah. It, I mean, my daddy didn't nearly kicked off with the Southampton fan. You know what I mean? It were like, you know, my dad's the most placid person you'll ever get, and he was. You know, he, he was like sort of like someone's like drawing his line across his neck. You know, I'm going to kill you after the game and all that. <laughs> so it was just, yeah. I mean, if I could relive that that day and night again, oh man, I'd pay I'd pay anything. <laughs> so, so for for those, for those who haven't connected it, that probably aren't old enough, that that is the Littlewoods Cup quarter final uh, yeah. game at Southampton on a Tuesday night. And, yeah. you, and you've been taken out of school in the middle of the day. <laughs> I mean, I, I I remember I did well. My mum and my mum and dad won't take me to those. I don't think I went further south than Birmingham that year. Yeah. 
I wasn't yeah. allowed Watford, West Ham, none of those. Yeah. Southampton on Tuesday, no chance. So to have done that and taken a day off school. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, literally, like, I mean, yeah. they, were, they were fuming, like, a lot of mates. They were just, like, going, oh, the bastard. You know, and your, like, fa- and your yeah. favourite player popped up with a, a late equaliser. He scored two that match. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. In it, but yeah, late, late equaliser. Um, give, I mean, you know, in them days, you didn't, you didn't give anything up. You even thought, oh, I got a chance here. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Now, it, you know, you go 2 1 down to like, you know, Boar and Wood, and you're going, well, that's it, isn't it? You know, <laughs> but then it was just, you had, you know, you, you do, you're in it, you're, you're in it. And, and we were, we, and and I think that, that I do remember that's the first ever time um, they put the Champagne on Ice song came out as well. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, that, yeah. Yeah. Last week against Aldringham, I'd given up. You know, when we went 2 1 down, and like, yeah, yeah. midway through the second half, I was just like, oh, there's no chance we're going to, we're going to and we obviously we did, but mm. I think it's interesting. It's a good, it's a good um, segue into what happened yesterday because I just watched the highlights on YouTube, but it's not the usual extended ones. It's just very, it was very brief. Yeah, uh, and watched the interview with uh, Mickey Mellon, and it was really interesting. He was visibly and audibly very, very disappointed. Mickey Mellon, he, he seemed quite de- uh, dejected actually in his mood, uh, and, and he said that the whole fixture lacked passion, which he said was mm. surprising because it was an FA Cup tie. Um, said that our passing was very poor, a bit. He described it as a bit huff and puffy. Um, what's what's your take on it, Jamie, as someone who was there? Yeah, uh, well, I, I, I'll put a disclaimer on it because I mean, I say I was there, but uh, I missed the first five minutes. Um, I went for a, a piss and then missed the goal. Then I decided to go for a pint about five minutes early. Then I missed about 15 minutes of the second half because I was still in the club bar, which was really nice, the little half-time sort of supporters, little social thing they've got. And then uh, and then we buggered off early, like, you know, with about five minutes to go because we, we were... Pre- so I saw, I saw the second goal. Um, I mean, if you want cutting-edge uh, uh, cutting edge insights yesterday... You, uh, yeah, there, there were a few others that were there that might have saw a bit more than me. But, you know, I mean, I did see enough of the game to form an opinion. So, um, yeah, it weren't very good. It, 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 I think it was bang on was Mickey. It was a flat game. It were it were one of them where they just took control of it early doors. Um, and just const- we really didn't get out of their half much. I know we created a couple of chances here and there, but we didn't get out of their half. And um, I, I think... Um, I think it was interesting, Yardstick, yeah. to see what um, what we're like against a team that's a, a bit division above now, you know, and where we're, where we're up to in our progress. And I think it, it, it really hit home that, yeah, we are a bit behind, really, you know, on uh, uh, on where we're at. Um, I mean, it was a bit of a free hit, wasn't it, uh, yesterday? It's an FA Cup match, you know. I mean, you know, it's nice to go. Obviously, I think we need the money as well. You know, it's nice to get through at the round, but... Yeah, I mean, priorities getting getting in that playoffs uh, this year, and I think um, you know I, I, I could probably stomach it a bit yesterday because it's you know uh, nothing to lose as such. But um, yeah, it, it weren't very good. It were it would it would it would it would it would poor, as poor as it as it often has been. It's the it's the manner though, in it, of, in which we we lost the game, which is disappointing. When it's a, a cup game, it's you know you look at. Um, Result of the day yesterday was obviously Aldershot, wasn't it? They won seven yeah. four away at Swindon. They went seven nil up. Yeah, I mean that's a, you know that's that's a team that's in our division playing a, a League Two team away. Um, 
I mean, God knows what happened. <laughs> I don't think anyone can quite put the finger on that. But I mean, I watched the goal. I've seen the goals. That their first goal. I mean, he, he, it's a long diagonal ball over to their left sided player. Uh, Freeman don't get anywhere near him. Puts a ball that goes all the way through the box, past absolutely everybody. Uh, it's a good finish, to be fair. Both the goals were good finishes, but they were, you know, there's absolutely no pressure on on the on the guy um, for both strikes. So disappointing. I, I, our strikers all miss chances, didn't they? You know, we're often saying that we've got this, um, you know, abundance of strikers, but they they need to be scoring, don't they? They all had good chances. Now, to be fair, that save from their goalkeeper for Nuttall's uh, header was absolutely fantastic save. Um, but yeah, I mean. What's your take on it, Andy? How do you, I mean, we're out again. This time last year, it was uh, Wrexham, won it? We got absolutely pummeled away at Wrexham last year in the first round. Um, do, 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 you, do you measure, is there any kind of yardstick or is it, is it, are we just kind of going over the same old ground week in, week out now? Is, is, is this going to be the pattern for the rest of the season? It's, it's, it's just further highlights for me, the inadequacies of recruitment over the summer, really. Um, that, that's, that's the major problem. Um, you know, people, you know, David Unsworth was done. He was cooked. He wasn't getting anything out of it. He'd had a whole year and the summer to, to get recruitment right with his head of recruitment, Steve Thompson. And that that relationship didn't work, obviously, and that failed. And people wanted David Unsworth gone a long time ago to bring someone in with experience like Mickey Mellon, who would instantly get more out of the same set of players and hasn't <laughs> because the same set of players... You know, Mickey Mellons can't wave a wand around and turn them into, you know, better footballers. They are what they are. And the balance of the squad is the balance of the squad recruited by the people who, who did it over the summer. So, <clears throat> you know, we know we know we need players. We need quite a few. There's quite a few players that are just not up to scratch. Um, you know, Newport are in the bottom half of League Two. And I, I, I don't imagine, uh, you know, the sort of, 60 minutes or so Jamie saw yesterday would suggest that um, would suggest that we can compete with the team comfortably in the bottom half of League 2 I don't think we can um, I, think we're, I think we're miles off that at the minute which which is you know look at Chesterfield today Chesterfield have knocked out Portsmouth who are top of League 1 right mm. there's a massive gap between Chesterfield and us there's a massive gap between Barnet and us um, mm. Aldershot who we stuffed 5-1 at the start of the season are in the playoffs and have gone on an amazing run. And, and you know, you talked about them scoring seven yesterday. Obviously, it's a fantastic... Swindon have got problems, interestingly enough, even though they've gone through their... got rid of their rubbish owner and, in theory, got a better owner in. I'm not sure the better owner. There's rumours of unpaid tax bills and wages starting to starting to raise their head mm. again at Swindon. So there could possibly be problems in the background there that, that that's affecting that. But that's not to take anything away from Aldershot. We've obviously done well. I think the, the only bit of heart I take out of the, our current plight is uh, we're absolutely abysmal. Bobbins, rubbish. And yet we're 10th, four points outside the playoffs. And that is the only bit of sort of hope I take from this is we could still sneak in there and have a pop. But my only, my only sort of the, the bit I temper that with is we're going to need to sign three, four players. I don't think we're going to be able to spend a lot of money on them because I think the budget has been done. Um, so we're going to have to move players on to be able to do that, and I'm not sure that's going to be very easy. Or we're going to be taking on players that clubs don't want, and we're going to be in in a situation where we're signing players like we signed last last sort of pre-season 
who are you know marginally better than what we've got at best and so you, you know you end up with players now that you just don't need and you've got them on two three-year contracts and what have you so I think it's a I, unfortunately I think it's a bit of a we're, we're still quite a way off and the, the, all that's happening each week is it's proving that to be the case and we've just got to be a bit patient I mean I haven't I don't know about you I haven't really been on social media. I'm kind of, I'm kind of done with it a little bit. I look every now and again for information, but it, it just starts to tie me out a little bit. <clears throat> I've had people screenshotting stuff and sending it to me, and you know, there's all yeah. sorts of people on there already going. You know, how long before we can talk about melon out? I mean, I know some people are <laughs> doing it in ironic fashion, but there yeah. are some people that are, that are already on that. <laughs> and you're like. I can't be bothered. I'm like, I've just you've just got to let this season wash out. We might get into the top seven. We might not. Um, you know, Mark White might be right. He said eighth at the start of the season. Feels about yeah, right. Yeah, he did. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're... Uh, the, 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 way, the way I look at it, I think, I think one thing that I've noticed since we went down, and in fact, the season before we went down as well, the season we went down, is 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 how how very few matches we actually control in midfield. I think that's that's the kind of kink thing he's got to get right. Once you get that right, and I think that's what nearly all the teams at the top of the uh, the, the, the national league they've just got really strong midfields. You know, really high pressing. They're not they're not they don't have you know masses of quality about them all. They're just. They just really, they don't give you a minute on the ball. They just give you literally like seconds and they're onto you, you know. And I think you can't really do that higher up you go because players are that good, are, are, are much better on the ball. So they, you, you go high pressing and they just bypass you. So I think I think what we've got to do is just, we've we, we just got to get midfielders in who who, re, who, 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 who can tackle really because we, we just we just struggled on the ball. Um, well, you, you, you look at you look at Chesterfield today. You look at Chesterfield, mm. like you, all that fanfare over Will Grigg over the summer. Actually, Chesterfield's main sign in the summer was Tom Naylor, and he's absolutely he scored he scored again today for him. He scored quite a lot from midfield. Probably scored the same amount as Grigg has this season from midfield. Yeah, he he looks like in signing from Wigan, didn't he? He yeah. looks like the type of player a player dropping down from League One in centre midfield role. He's he's clearly running that team he's got Colclough out wide and he's got yeah. you know they signed that other lad Berry from from Macclesfield and you know they've got Grigg up front and you know it just look they've they've got a decent side you know we, we've got Norwood in there and I've seen people criticizing Norwood like you know Norwood's the best striker we've got I don't I mean, there's, there's no argument about that but but the lad isn't going to going to be at create goals from nothing so he needs he needs players in that midfield that are going to create goals for him, and we just haven't got any for the point the point you just raised. So this this is the issue really, um, and until it's resolved, and I don't think you know unless unless we're going to get the checkbook out, which I don't think we're going to do because I think we've done the budget, and the budget is the budget. I think we'll probably wait until the summer to see if we can clear players out and go again, um, and, and we'll have to see if. If Mickey Mellon is in charge of that, or if there's a recruit someone in, who's going to come in, you know, in a <clears throat> recruitment director of football type role to work alongside him, because I'm not sure Mickey Mellon's recruitment history at Tranmere has been overly great. Um, or, or you know, I think, um, interestingly enough, bringing Brabin in, I think Brabin was the person at Tranmere who was credited with bringing in the players that eventually Mellon got going, because um, Brabin sort of preceded him. If that's the case, then and Brabin has got the eye on recruitment, then fine. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're just gonna have to find out, it's gonna take some time. I think, I think, the, it's, uh, I think it's important that, 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 that them two have got a positive relationship 
you know, and that's that's the uh, that's the crucial thing. You know, I, I, I do have a few doubts that that, that relationship just wasn't there with Unsworth and uh, Thompson. Um, and 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 if they've got a good good relationship and they're on the same page and the same, you know, songbook, then um, then yeah, yeah, it, it could and and possibly should work with with a, with with a decent budget. Um, you know, over. Yeah. over at point of note as well with Chesterfield, I mean, and the same with Notts County and Wrexham, and I know they had money, Wrexham, but it did take you take, take a few seasons to actually get there, you know. Um, you know, they, they've had, I'm sure they've had games and seasons like we've had, we're having and we've had as well. So, you know, that's, you know, it, 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 it sometimes, you know, I know we keep banging that drum, but patience is needed, I think, you know, sometimes. I but, think Stop, Stockport as well, you know, that Stockport, yeah. Wrexham, now, they're all, all at the top of League Two at the minute. Look like three of them, three of them will go up, and I reckon yeah. Chesterfield will probably be near the top end of League Two when they go up as well. Yeah. So yeah, he's, you know, we're, we're going to need we're going to need to sort of be a bit more patient. I just in the week, um, for some reason, I ended up on Tuesday night listening because we had no game in the midweek, right? So I was kind of at a loose end. I've got this routine on a Tuesday where I'm into the stream, getting ready to watch Latics get stuffed off some Southern Leisure Centre, and talk about on this podcast the following weekend. Had nothing to do, so I, I, I listened to a bit of football. So I, it was League Cup fourth round, right? So round before the quarterfinals, and I was listening, and it was Exeter City versus Middlesbrough, right at St James Park. They were calling it since when it was called that St James's Park, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, James Park. All the old that I'd be confused. So anyway, I'm listening to this commentary, and it was raucous. The atmosphere. Was you can feel you know, you know on a radio when you can listen to the radio and you can feel mm. the atmosphere. It's packed. Exeter, they've got Middlesbrough down there. Middlesbrough got Michael Carrick in. They've thrown money at it. You know they've they've signed these players. They were talking about the players that, that Middlesbrough had signed. Players from Atalanta and one from the you know one from like the the MLS and one from Australia and all this sort of stuff. And got all these players in there. These fancy damn players. And Exeter have just got a load of youth players and stuff that they've, they've recruited from the low leagues and they're just having a go, right? And uh, on oh, loanees, you've got, you got a lad on loan who's 20 from Brentford. Bear in mind in Exeter in League One, it does make you think about um, the loan situation. I hear people at Latics say, why don't we just get players on loan? You're like, we're in Division 5, they don't want to send them down this far, that's why we can't get them on loan. Not the good ones, anyway. So, it, so they've got this lad on loan from Brentford who, who scored for them. And they're absolutely hammering tongs at it to having a go. And I think they got beat 3-2 in the end, but they had a good go. And it just reminded me of those days that James described earlier when we were having a go at everyone who came at us. And you think about Exeter City, never they'd only ever reached, they'd never reached the quarterfinal of the League Cup, apparently, ever. That's as far as they've ever gone. They've never been in the Championship. League One is the highest they've ever been. Uh, they're fan-owned by their trust. Fan owned, and they're in league. Been for a while as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we interviewed them a couple of seasons ago. We got we all the audio from that. Um, you know, you, you think about with with the right structure and patience, that's what that club can achieve. And then, and I'm sat there listening to it, and I'm thinking, we're bigger than Exeter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we are bigger yeah. than Exeter. We can do better than that, and yeah. and therefore, you know, it just reminds you of those days. And then, and then you listen to the. I listened to BBC Radio Wales on Saturday and listened to you know, <laughs> the commentary was just laughable, really. But it was, you know, the description of us was what we. It felt it, it, 
it felt a bit weird that um, that we were, you know, like you know, like say, all have to go back about three or four years, and and Newport would have been the plucky underdogs, and we're the, you know, the big fish, and it just felt a bit weird that that we were there as the plucky, un, you know, like the, you know, they're 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 the bigger fish, really. But like you say, you know, they, really they're not. They just, uh, you know, it's just uh, a symptomatic of how far we've fallen again, you know. And it, and it doesn't take long for people to just perceive us as just a small club now, like a small no, no. non-league club. You know what I mean? It's not like oh, people sort of, I mean, occasionally when you're playing some of the sort of, you know, someone like Dorking, there's always a comparison or Oldham were in the Premier League and all this, but like no. now it's just kind of nobody expects us to be any good. Nobody expects us to, you know... You know, but I think people are probably a lot of people yeah, I speak to. They say, "Oh, I support Oldham. Oh, where are they now in League One? Like, no, no, we're in National League because you know, they don't they don't really pay attention." Um, but it's gonna it is gonna take time. Like, I mean, it's gonna take as long as it's gonna take. It's gonna be really frustrating, uh, no doubt, because it's it's Oldham, isn't it? But I mean, at some point on on in the future, well, I'm sure we'll be competing in cups again and and all that kind of stuff and competing in the league. But I was actually quite. Um, I was actually quite pleased to see how pissed off uh, Mickey Mellon was in his interview. I think he's he's under no illusions as to how tough this is going to be this season with the, with the players he's got. I don't think he's very impressed with what he's getting out of his players. So I presume he's going to be working on really really hard. He's going to be trying to you know work on the the shape and the the passing and all this kind of stuff. It'll be interesting to see you know. Bearing in mind he's only had a few games, um, you know. So at some point after Christmas, you know what he's what he's actually able to achieve with them. Uh, like you said before, Andy, we're, we're we're totally in the mix for the playoffs, no doubt about that. And yeah. it's just a case of seeing what he can what he can do. But um, I, he'll have, he'll I, have to I, earn his salt. I believe, I believe we've uh, obviously we signed a goalkeeper this week, haven't we? Because I believe um, Norman's injured, so we signed some yeah. lad that Gateshead have binned off. Which I mean. Don't know anything about him, but you, you do. You do instantly always think. I do. But it's my natural reaction. I can't help it. Like what Gates said, don't want him. We take him. You're like, oh, okay. Fair. Was it? Was it this um, season, or was it this season or last season when um, we played Gateshead and their goalkeeper made two absolute howlers? Yeah, well, it weren't him. It, it weren't, weren't him. Well, that's no, all. No, I just no, wanted to check. That's, <laughs> that's the first thing that I checked when we realised we'd signed him. I went, I yeah. hope it weren't that underhead. Um, and, I, and I checked, and I was like a big sigh of relief when I realised yeah. it wasn't. But then, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come. It doesn't come with uh, you know five star trip advisor reviews, does it? So let's be honest, it's. <laughs> Just where it is, yeah. isn't it? You know, the, 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 the lad we've signed is the one that couldn't get into the team. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> him, yeah. I, I think he's anyway. got two. I think he's got two hands. So that's <laughs> um, so. Anyway, we'll we'll see. We'll see how we go. I believe um, uh, there's there is there's rumours there's rumours about that there is a player about to leave us on loan, um, who's you know, like you would consider part of the first team squad. So it looks like Mickey's trying to to sort of do some. Wheeling and dealing. Um, but I just don't think it's going to be very easy to to make much. You know, you, we're not going to see wholesale changes now. I I, I can't see that being. No, the case. he's going to have to. He's going to have to get the, the most out of what he's got, isn't he? And 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 just that. That's the thing. It's it's he's got three years, and you know, as long as as long as he makes a better start to his uh to his three years than David Unsworth, then we we just have to be patient, and get behind him, don't we? I mean, a little bit of perspective. If you look at the league table, you know we're not we're not a million miles away from from just just getting in there in in some way, um, and and we've and we're at this point of the table because 
you know, even though we 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 are pretty crap, um, you know. So you'd think with, I think it's, I think it's very easy to see which which players will probably be out of favour. It's the ones that that just don't put a shift in. He likes players that put a shift in. Simple yeah. as that. And there's there's plenty of players who who I think everyone knows who they are in the red who just don't put a shift in. Who just can't. Who just don't do the defensive side of the game, or they don't. You know. You you know. Uh, so yeah, it, it, there will be. It, it, there's bound to be players that already are out. You know, he's probably seen enough of them. Uh, you know, uh, and it would yeah. have been. It, it's not. I mean, look, look it, it would have been keeping an eye on us before he got the job. I would have, I would have expected. So he, you know, he will have to know at least something about some some of the players. Um, uh, and yeah, he's going to have to. He's going to have to uh, sort of yeah wheel the deal a bit, I think. And uh, yeah, I don't, you know, like I say, if he, it, one one really good midfielder, for example, could really transform a lot of it. You know what I mean? It, it, it won't it won't be like like for example with with McGarry, uh, is it McGarry? How, how you pronounce it? McGarry. Well, the two games where he played in midfield, uh, Altrincham and Roxdale, we just looked. It just transformed us. We just looked a. A, a less soft touch, you know, in that area, and we have, we haven't seen him there since, you know, obviously for for various reasons. But that's what that's an example of how you can how we can lift the team uh, just 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 with, with that change alone. You know what I mean? So yeah, and Dan, I mean, Dan Gardner as well. Obviously, when he's been yeah. in the team and he's been fit, it's made a big difference on it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, did, did, I, did I read um, did, did I read social media right yesterday when it said that? Um, Dickinson went off, presumably injured, or was that tactical? Yeah. No, he was injured, I think. Yeah. So um, yeah. they brought they brought Hogan on, and and if I'm read, reading it right, they played Hogan at left back. Yeah, it is. And Kitchen on the on the left wing. Yeah. Push Kitchen up. It. I thought at first I thought he was gone three five two, but no, they had four, they had Friedman in the same position uh, and Hogan left back, which. Which it did work actually. It, it, it stopped them us getting a bit overrun a little bit. It, it gave them something to think about on the on you know with um, with Kitchen getting further forward. So it did it did it did make an improvement. It, it wasn't it wasn't a brilliant <laughs> leap. Well, it goes, leap it of, just goes to show, uh, doesn't it as well? It did, you know it, the full back situation. Games, yeah. You know we've we've not yeah. got another left back to go in, and we've we've only got one right back. Yeah, so we've but got it, one right back, one left back. That's so. right. Uh, but, but but he did show that he is watching games and he changes it. You know he sees it's not working for twenty minutes. And, and I did. I'm pretty sure he came off because he because he was injured. He had a, he had a, a niggle or something. But yeah, I mean you know he, he, I'm sure he he'd have made some sort of change anyway. You know, he, he, I think his tactical um, side of things isn't isn't. I can't really question much on that. I think he's he's done okay. I think since he's come in, but. You know, apart from failed, but we'll, we'll, we'll rub that off the uh, the memory bank, won't we? Quite, yeah. quite clearly. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, just, it's just funny how, like, um, we, we've got how we keep we keep doing this, putting a square peg in a round hole on a oh, triangle, square, oh. and a, you know, <laughs> a square. Like, every week we, we've got some mix and match sticking plaster over something. Um, yeah. Instead of instead of being out of field. Everyone in sensible positions that they all play in and yeah. trying to get out there. And that, <clears throat> for me, excuse me, that comes just comes back to you know now when you look back at it, um, how bad, how bad, how wasted that that summer was. You know, mm. um, 
I, I, I think every time I think about this season, this season, it, as the years as the years progress and the memories fade of all these litany of horrendous seasons of which I've witnessed, I sort of I sort of hold on to one memory from every season that that that's the memory bank that I relate to for that year. And this year's memory bank is going to be South End away for me. That is going to be my memory of this season because it was full of hope and yeah. full of and full of like you know. Uh, yeah. And it was dashed so dramatically on the very first day. <laughs> and that'll be my memory. I, I think it was about you after about know. five minutes, weren't it? It wasn't after it was just after five minutes. It, a collective sinking of, of, of popping of hopes was like, oh my god, what is this? What is this? You know, and I, I think know, you was, know what uh, you're about to say, Matt. I know what you're about to say. You're about to say it's not over yet. We could get in the playoffs and you yeah, exactly it could be the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, is the, like it could be. Could it be. Won't. <laughs> It probably won't, but you know, I mean, to, we have to we have to go through the, the the rest of the season, like getting up at the crack of dawn on a Sunday morning to record this podcast, don't we? Uh, you know, we have to have some hope. We have to have some hope, Andy, that that, that you know, it's good. We're not going to be talking about the same uh, vulnerabilities and, and 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 frailties within the squad for the for the whole season. And uh, I mean, it'd just be nice to be in touching distance before, like, by the end of the season. I, look, I mean, let, let's have a bit of faith that Mickey can. Uh, that he can bring a you know bring one or two players in that, that make a difference and get start getting more out of you know and he putting a rocket up some of them and saying look you're going to be out of here you're going to be out of here this is the level you're going to be playing at if you if, if you keep putting in performances like this you're at Oldham Athletic uh in in the National League like there's a journey that's that, that we're going on here and if you don't book your ideas up you're going to be finding yourself back at you know wherever whichever you know National League North team or average National League team you, you came from, and I think that's got you know he's got to try and motivate his players to to want to keep the job. Basically, I know some of them are on contracts, but we'll have to do that again at the end of the season, and they won't with the squad pod. See who's uh, see who's um, likely to stay, likely to go, etc. But I'm a bit, I'm a bit. Sorry, go on, Andy, go on. Yeah, as I said, the problem is we're doing that. Doing that is 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 we keep giving people contract extensions that I'd like to get rid of. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit reticent to actually. I don't, I, I'd, I'd, I'd rather not be on that squad pod to be honest, because um, I'm a bit reticent to criticize. I mean, last time I came on, I uh, I think I think if I if I can remember rightly what I said about Jordan Clark, I said I'd deposit him myself on the moors and leave him there, and <laughs> uh, and then and then at the end of season, uh, Latics Junior Latics sort of uh, thing. Who was on our lane? Jordan Clark. I couldn't even look him in the eye. So you know, um, yeah. So yeah, I felt really really bad actually. <laughs> so yeah. just in case I end up bumping into and meeting them at, at, at some sort of uh, event at the end of the season, I'll I'll, I'll just say. You know, uh, I, I, I think I know who's not a good player, but I won't say it. <laughs> well, some sometimes look, we've seen it. We've seen it many a time when sometimes a player they just need to be somewhere else, and they, they're yeah. better in a different team, in a different club, different environment, whatever. Like Alex mm-hmm. Reed when he came on the phone, in you know he was he, he was honest enough to be able to say um, that the game previous, I think it was Dagenham and Redbridge, yeah. I'm not sure uh, that he wasn't good enough. He didn't, you know, he, 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 his performance wasn't good enough, and. 
they have to know that themselves as individuals, don't they? I mean, they're, they're professionals, like so they've they've got their own standards and their own targets to to achieve. And I, I, all the players in that in that team, you know, must feel that the that they're falling short. It's you know, it's collective and individual responsibility. We've got to get James Norwood playing with a smile on his face. We've got to get him playing like he actually wants to be here and he's enjoying his time at the club because, it, you know, it's it's not looking like that at the minute. Um, and that that'll only happen, like it's already been mentioned today. When when he's going when he gets lots of chances, so he can score lots mm. of goals, and he and his and his team aren't giving away stupid goals and and all that stuff. So a lot of work to do, but yeah, it will get there in the end eventually. Yeah. <laughs> do you just want to introduce? Uh, we'll drop that um, the conversation in the, um, that you want to be Danny. Yeah, so um, I, th- I had a chat to uh, Danny Taylor of PTB fame um, yesterday. So um, we had a bit of a chat about women's football, uh, latics and women's football, and what he's been doing uh, in that space as well. So this is that interview. Welcome back, Danny Taylor, to the podcast it's been a while mate how are you yeah not too bad how are yourself yeah well uh we're recording this just after the final whistle so we're out the fa cup this year yeah uh, I, I didn't go today um but it it weren't the best of draws really and I, I didn't really fancy us to get anything and it showed really obviously to two nil and didn't really sound like we had much of much of the play at all really so disappointing but uh, back to the league now. Yeah, I think it possibly highlights, uh, doesn't it, the gap and you know the work we've got to do really to get back to where we want to be. Definitely. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that because uh, we've already done that on this episode. So uh, we're here to talk about a combination of things. First, women's football and second, the FA Cup. So you're heavily involved in in women's football, aren't you? And you, you have been for quite a while. Um, yeah. What would what would you say? Is, I mean, you know, if you think about the England team and the England women's team and what they've done, they've done amazing things. And really, if you look at, you know, the WSL, you know, there's the, the, it's definitely growing, isn't it, as, as a product? Yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously, there's two professional leagues um, and then one professional team in the National League, and which is the third tier of women's football. But it is growing, um, obviously. The women winning the Euros in a couple of years ago, and then losing in the World Cup final to Spain um, in in the summer. <clears throat> so obviously that captured the interest amongst the nation. And yeah, like I said, it is a it is a growing game. Uh, crowds are getting slightly higher. It'd be nice to see more um, at, at women's football, but people spend a pretty penny watching the male side of the game. So can't really be expected until the uh, the women is obviously keep growing the game and and it becomes a lot more attractive to the the average person basically yeah uh, and you still well the quality's getting better and better you know you watch some of those england games and you you, <laughs> you do ponder don't you uh, how would that women's team get on in the men's game they probably they probably give some professional men's game a bit of a get a bit of a you know bit of a fright i think the way they move the ball around um so yeah it's definitely getting better who is the only professional team in the third tier of the women's um pyramid then Oh, well, I was getting on to this. Uh, Newcastle United have uh, just been promoted from Tier 4 to Tier 3 and obviously uh, with with the uh, Saudi takeover, I think they were keen to keen to get the, the women on board and, and make them a professional outfit, like much like the men's really. So 
uh, yeah, Newcastle United. So Newcastle United are, are in the third tier of the, of the women's um, pyramid and they're the yeah. only professional team in there. What, what about Latics? You, you were involved in the Latics girls team some time ago, weren't you? Just give us a bit of that backstory. Yeah, so I, I coached. Um, <clears throat> my sister-in-law initially played for Oldham Athletic Girls from the age, of, I think, about eleven or twelve. I got involved in coaching when they uh, in the when they turned under sixteens. Um, they got into the under sixteens cup final, and lost to Blackburn and Darwin. Then they went up to uh, under eighteens, and uh, me and Dave Els, fellow Latics fan, were managers there, and it, t- it ended up being quite sour in the end unfortunately due to um, me being involved in push the boundary and protest against Abdallah even though it was a se- like a separate entity and stuff like that it, they didn't think it was good publicity for the club and wanted me to uh, step back so uh, for, there's a f- funny story really because um, I did the initial protest at, at Latics at Colchester United home game in probably August 2019 potentially and I got a phone call the next day from uh, Natalie Atkinson the managing director at the time and she said look you can carry on coaching but um, only if you stop protesting so I was like oh there's a <clears throat> I could see the way it was going under uh, Abdallah like many others could and sadly that took precedent over me coaching an under 18 set up so that team then disbanded at the end of the season a few girls went off to uni I know you're uh, niece did um, yeah. coach your niece at, at, at Latics and so that team disbanded now it has gone from strength to strength since I believe and they've got uh, teams all the way up to under 16 so again hopefully we'll see a, a Latics team uh, in a not, not so distant future Yeah it would be, it'd be good to see wouldn't it um, with the, the way that the club's being run now uh, that being brought under one umbrella and, and hopefully get a, a decent full ladies, uh, adult ladies team entered into a league system and see how um, see how they can get on. So, uh, well, at that time, what was Latics, um, what Latics missed out on, uh, Mancunian Unity benefited from. Do you want to give us just a bit of a backstory about that club that you were involved in? <clears throat> yeah, so um, it was a, a, a mate founded the club in 2019 but in in the summer just uh, and whilst obviously I was coaching at the time at Oldham he, he founded the team after a, a player approached him having played at a professional another professional league club and was bullied at, at the time from fellow teammates a, a divide at that team and there was her and a, a, two or three others that wanted well a either to quit football or to just move to a different team now at the time Phil Phil Burke the founder um, and first team manager now he decided basically to set up his own team and that's how it was born really in in 2019 Um, he didn't have a didn't have a kit so I had to get find a sponsor to pay for a kit didn't have a home ground didn't have any training facilities didn't have any players initially built it all from scratch really and it's gone from strength to strength since then and, and tell us the journey you've been on. So what, what league did you begin in and, and where have you been over the course of what is normally four seasons in effect? Yeah, um, well, the first two seasons in, in effect were curtailed due to COVID. So um, <laughs> we were we started in the Greater Manchester Women's Football League Division 1, which is the equivalent of the eighth tier of women's football. But they kept the League Cup, the Divisional Cup at the time. Um, and we ended up winning the uh, Divisional Cup against AFC Stockport 4-1 at the like the end of the season if you like. So the first full season really was 2021-22. We 
lost the first game, uh, ironically, to Ernst and Meadowside, but they folded about four weeks later. So that result was expunged and uh, we didn't lose another competitive game uh, up until the Manchester FA County Cup final in the following May. Uh, lost. Uh, they, they were at the time three leagues higher than us and we lost to a last minute goal, uh, last minute heartbreak. So we, uh, during that season, we won the, the equivalent of tier eight to, to get promoted to the, the Premier Division, won the Divisional Cup uh, and the Greater Manchester Women's Challenge Cup, which included all the teams, including the Premier Division. Um, and then last season, again, went from strength to strength, won the won the league, won the Challenge Cup again, won the Divisional Cup again. So two back-to-back trebles, uh, lost in the County Cup, but we appeared in the FA Cup for the first time last year, beat our local rivals 8-0, Atletico Middleton, and then we went to Tranmere Rovers and didn't perform and got absolutely walloped 6-1 in the second qualifying round. So, obviously, on to this season, and we've uh, started the season well in in Tier six, played six one six. So, 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 you've got, so you've gone up two divisions from tier eight to tier six, and you've got so Tranmere. Where are Tranmere in the women's pyramid? They're in tier five, so they tier were five. They were two divisions higher than us when we played them last last season. And um, and and then in so and and as you just described, that there is a, a women's FA Cup, which which is a bit like the men's FA Cup in as much as it includes all teams and all the way to the the top Premier uh, professional sides. Um, and so, and so, your your progress, progress, obviously, with it being an FA Cup weekend, like like Latics have just, Latics men's team have just exited the FA Cup today. What what's your progress been through your FA Cup venture this season? Then, yeah, we've played all all sides in uh, the uh, tier six as well, so they're all fellow well fellow tier six sides. We beat Mosley Hill, who were uh, from Liverpool. We beat them six five in a bit of a humdinger in the uh, Avro in the first qualifying round of the FA Cup. Um, we played FC St. Helens in the second qualifying round of the FA Cup and won 5-1 there. And then we went to Penrith in the third qualifying round and won 5-3 up there as well. So managed to qualify for the first round proper for the first time, obviously, in the club's history. And we're one of only 18 clubs across England that are tier six or lower in the first first round proper of the FA Cup. So you're one of the lowest teams in the first round proper of the Women's FA Cup. And who have you drawn? Newcastle United at home, so the, it it was quite surreal when we got the draw out and a team that was made from absolutely nothing really in in 2019. Uh, yeah, Newcastle United come out and we're now playing them at home at Avro on uh, next Sunday, 12th of November. So your home ground is Avro for all league games as well, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've drawn them at home. You're at Avro. Yeah. It's Newcastle United. They're a professional run football club. So yeah. from a team that you you guys have started and created only four years ago, you've, you're playing your first professional team. So it's going to be a bit of a, a bit of a do for you to see how you get on. And and this is really, you know, well, it's a fabulous story, Danny. You know, you you should be really proud of yourself. Um, I know um, Mia loved being coached by you, so you know you're obviously good at what you do. So uh, this is a bit of a call for all Attics fans. Uh, when's the game? What's the time? Sunday the 12th of November, the time of uh, the kickoff is ha- uh, half past two. So we'll be putting everything out on social media, um, linked to buy tickets. See, the capacity at Avro is 1,300, but uh, Avro were expecting, uh, when we had the like the pre-game meeting, if you like, on Friday, they're expecting up to 1,000 to attend. So we're, again, uh, anyone that wants to watch um, a, a local game of women's football and 
a chance to see a tier six side take on a tier three side and the irony of our players paying £30 a month to play football coming up against players that get paid for the for the privilege of doing so. So all the, the makings of a David versus Goliath story, but I should imagine it's a, it'll be a monumental task to go toe-to-toe with them for sure. Absolutely. So any Latics fans out there, a loose end on Sunday the 12th, 2.30 kick-off. Get yourself, get yourself down to Avro and give Danny Taylor a bit of support. All the best, Danny. Yeah, cheers. Thank you very much. Yeah, so it's it's a good story, isn't it? You know, he's done he's done well for himself, um, and he's you know it shows you really what could, what Latics could think about in that in that space. Um, we've obviously got uh, girls teams running up to under sixteens, but it would be great for Latics to have a you know, especially when the men are rubbish. It'd be great if we had a girls team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm someone to call support. <laughs> um, on you, Danny. Yeah, 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 no, it's well done and uh, good luck next week. And oh, but yeah, I mean, and, and it makes sense to to not start from scratch <laughs> as well, doesn't it? Yeah, in, yeah, in that yeah, sense, it would, you know, it, it would be. I mean, if, uh, hopefully, I'm not speaking out of turn, but I think possibly uh, if the club were potentially to approach um, Danny and the people at, at Mancunian Unity, you could potentially have a conversation there to bring that that club under the Latics umbrella uh, as mm. as a as a senior sort of um, adult ladies team. So. You know, I, I wouldn't advise against it. You know, I think it'd be be a worthwhile conversation. So, good luck to Danny next week, and I, I, I hope he I hope his team don't you know do, do as well as he can and try and turn over Newcastle. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a great story, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cool. Should we do Latics mind? Yeah. Oh, before ready, we Jeff? do, before yeah, before we do that, could we just wish Paul Prendergast um, best of health? Because uh, I think he's had a. Uh, a bit of a health scare, I think. Last last week, he's had to take a, a bit of time off work and that. But I think it's 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 not a not a serious one. But it's um, you know one way he's just had to take a bit of time out from things. So yeah, all best, Paul, and get 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 well soon. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he's listening every week. Um, hope yeah. you well, Paul. See you soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just just don't want to get a dreaded zero, really. <laughs> I've had them um, right. I've had a look. I've had a scan down, and I reckon there's a couple of favourable ones for people oh. of our age, Jamie and here. Oh, that's it. That's it. Just put more pressure on, and they go on. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, go on. Who scored a hat trick at Chesterfield in 2011? Uh, pass. Uh, who knocked Latics out of the FA Cup in 2000 2001 in a replay at Boundary Park? Chelsea laying wait for the winners at Stamford Bridge. Peterborough. Correct. Which prolific striker scored over 20 league goals in 1977 78? No one would repeat that for another 29 years. Last Chapman? No, Steve Taylor. Latics have been in the playoffs three times. In which season did they place the lowest in the top six? Uh, 2002-3. No, no, 
Yeah, Who knocked Latics out of the FA Cup in 2019-20? Uh, pass. Who scored the first goal in front of the new Chadieng stand once it was uh, a covered uh, facility with seats in it? Ian Marshall. Correct. Who was Latics' top scorer in 2007-2008? Uh, Chris Porter Craig Davis oh, yeah. In what year did the Rochdale Road stand When it became a covered stand open? 1992-93 uh, uh, season 92. Correct Which striker did Latic sign From Nottingham Forest in 1990? Uh, well, Debbie Curry Correct <laughs> Against who did Earl Barrett make his England debut? Against in the summer of 1991. New Zealand? Correct. <laughs> Who was Joe Royal's last win against in his first spell as manager? Uh, Port Vale. Oh, Portsmouth. <laughs> oh, so right. annoyed with a couple of them. <laughs> right, so you got one, two, three, four, five correct answers. Oh, it's a good that score. Respect that. Respectable. Respectable. You yeah. got you got two passes in there. Yeah. Now, when I read this out, this question out, I read it out as who scored a hat trick at Chesterfield in 2011. But actually, the question does say there's a slight spelling mistake in it. Who's who, the question should read who scored a hat trick versus Chesterfield in 2011? Ooh. Uh, it was. I think was it a cup match, FA Cup. Uh, 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 Robbie Simpson. That's the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm claiming that. I'm claiming that. Mark it on um, six. <laughs> well, we'll, well, we'll get an adjudicators on this one. Oh, um, man. Your other, on. your, other pass, <laughs> your other pass was uh, who knocked Latics out of the FA Cup in 1920, in 2019 Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. COVID was season. Do there's, there's too many teams knocked us out of the FA Cup. Uh, it's it's hard to remember, isn't it? Um, it was it was another it was another traditionally uh, shit team that are smaller. Yeah, Burton, or something like that. Burton Albion. Burton Albion, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. They just met, just seeing into one all that crap, don't they? Yeah. You know what I mean? It just, <laughs> just, uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks. There was a couple of favourable ones in my ball. But yeah, that that David Curry one, I don't know where that was in my head. Um, yeah, so just that just come out. I don't know. <laughs> you know well weird <laughs> things there, isn't there? It just sat in your head, just uh, you know, lying dormant until this moment. So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I'll take that. I'll take a. I'll take a five and a half. He was. He was. He was. He was a funny one, wasn't he, David Curry? He scored some good goals for us, didn't he? But like, no, he was. He was never. You know, when you because up against the oh, type of yeah. you know players that we had in the squad at the time, like he was, but like now we'd uh we'd absolutely we'd love someone of his quality. Well, I think, now, I think and, and, and Andy would be the same as me because I think when we signed him, we were like, oh, what a player because he was absolute, he was a beast for Barnsley against us. He used to score loads of goals, didn't he? You know, well, one of one of I remember going to the away game with, with my dad, um, yeah. where we went to Barnsley away, so you did you know, it's quite an easy journey in it driving over yeah, the, yeah. over the over the tops to go to Barnsley. That 4-3 one um, or something, was it? 4-3, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Open mm -hmm. Terrace in January is yeah. absolutely freezing, I think. We got we got beat 4-3. Yeah. Um, 
And and Curry scored a hat trick for Barnsley that day, and he looked he looked you know immense. So yeah, when yeah, we signed yeah, yeah. Curry, you were like brilliant. But the, yeah. what was interesting is you you don't see him every week. You only see the flashes of what what he lacked was a heart, wasn't it? He, yeah. he had a bit of skill about him, but he lacked heart. He back out of tackles. I mean that the famous well, one is he 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 could have put us one nil up at Old yeah. Trafford. I was just about to say that. Yeah. He backed out of a, a 60-40 in favour of him against Peter Schmeichel. He backed out of it and he was and he should have scored. So he, that's where he lacked heart. When you think about some of the players in our squad today lacking heart, you could probably name half a dozen of them, couldn't you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, but I think it were you, you, you just did back then, it just wasn't acceptable from any player, you know what I mean, to, to do that. That was just no. literally one thing it got drilled into you. you if you're 50 50, you're going to win it, you know. And uh, and I remember that clear as day because I, I think he, I'm pretty sure he hardly played or he didn't play much after that. I think he just literally got dropped straight away, didn't he? And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it, was an, it was an era when uh, when footballers had tashes and didn't yeah. back out of tackles. That's uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Curry had one of those things, obviously, uh, not the other. <laughs> so. Good old David Curry. I can't believe he devoted about five minutes of the show to David Curry as well. But, uh, there you go. That's well, the organic see, nature. See, see, this is what happens to the show. Um, if, if you think about it, when when Matt when Matt delays it to an afternoon kickoff, then what happens is all, all the guests, myself included, end up having four or five beers in the afternoon before you get on, and it just loses all there's all all yeah. the control from from the podcast that's got eleven thirty records are smooth. Yeah, afternoon records are just they're all over the show. Oh well. I well, I mean, it, it's it's that's I mean, it's Latics and it's a Latics podcast, so it, it should be all over the show. It reflects the nature of the uh, of the club. So, uh, and there's you know, like we've already said, we, we we're on repeat, aren't we? Talking about what's going on this season. So, yeah. you know, we might as well talk about David Curry for a bit. Thank you for listening to the Boundary Park Alert System, a QPod production hosted and produced weekly by Matt Dean, Andy Halliwell and Dave Bradley. QPod is Oldham's only dedicated podcast production company and if you'd like to learn more about how podcasting can help take your brand to the next level, visit kupod.co.uk. A huge thank you goes to all those people who subscribe to the podcast on Spotify. We really appreciate you all. Please visit oafcpodcast.co.uk and click Be a Supporter or find the link in the show notes if you'd like to help us fund the show it's only 2.99 per month to subscribe but if you'd rather make a one-off donation please visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash oafc podcast or click the link on our website don't miss the latix football phone in every wednesday live from 8 30 p.m please visit youtube.com forward slash at oafc podcast and do hit subscribe while you are there you can also follow and interact with us on facebook twitter instagram and tiktok at oafc podcast Big thanks go to Eileen Finnegan for writing our excellent weekly blog, which we encourage you to read on our website every Saturday morning, and also to Paul Prendergast for providing us with all the Latix Mind questions. The title music for the show is by Manchester DJ and producer Starion, and for more information, visit bandcamp.com forward slash red laser records. If you'd like to be a guest or contribute to the show, we would love to hear from you. Until then, see you next time.